should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because every podcast is an emergency. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, who is only here for the free ramen. And we are also joined today by Morgan Stringer, the reason why they came up with the phrase, cool cat. Both of you, all three of us, have lived, or currently lived, somewhere other than where we were born. Correct. What is something about somewhere you live that you completely did not expect? Oh. Okay, you might have to start on that one. Give me a sec. <laughs> In Iceland, they are very weirdly passionate about uh, sauces, but I appreciate that because I also am a firm believer in sauce should be a, uh, or food should be a vehicle for sauce. Also, mm. hot dogs. A lot of mm. hot dog going on there but they're lamb hot dogs i've heard what? they're amazing though like they're so i've heard good. okay yeah i could eat 12 of them right okay. now but like <laughs> gas station hot dogs are like a culinary experience i've heard <laughs> Look, well I, I am a strong supporter of the gas station hot dog okay i'm a supporter of gas station food also as somebody who has lived throughout the deep south you know mm-hmm. i feel like you can walk into any gas station and have like a five-star meal it, it's the best you know, Quick Trip is is a special place. It's a very special place out here in the Midwest. Uh, you could say it's the the uh, cultural oasis of the Midwest, as a matter of fact. Um, my mine is lame. I'm going to tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. But as a non-American coming to America, it's wow, everything's tall, and like you know, everything <laughs> is tall conceptually like i understand that i understood that before i got here but you look up and you're like it just fucking keeps going like there are buildings in london that are tall but the buildings here are so fucking tall it's ridiculous that nothing should be that tall Benedict is the meme of the like a man from ohio visiting new york city from the first time (laughs) Benedict is the meme of the emo girl looking at like godzilla and going like oh he's tall is he single (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's how i feel about the freedom tower just like maybe i'll maybe I'll hey climb that's that not even the world's day. tallest building is it i don't think no, it is but it's america's tallest building uh still still not the tallest the burj khalifa is the yeah. uh not the not the but the uh burj al oh no maybe it is the burj khalifa yeah i think it is the burj khalifa neither of dubai, us know anyway. but we know it's in the middle east we know that's it's where the dubai. tallest one is yeah yeah <laughs> I think that's right. Anyway, what, what what's yours, Kevin? Uh, mine, Benedict. Uh, I am from the, the promised land of California, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and I now live in uh, hell, living hell. Uh, mm-hmm. And one thing that I never expected that is extremely strange is out here in the Midwest, if your car dies on the freeway, it will sit there for weeks. You'll just oh. park it on the side of the freeway and nothing will happen. It will sit there for weeks, people will abandon vehicles on the side of the freeway for weeks. And I know because I drive past them every fucking day. You, sorry, did you just hit the hard H because Morgan is on the show and saying vehicles? 
<laughs> yes, wasn't because she's here, but I did hit the hard H. Okay. People will abandon cars. They will sit there for weeks. This morning, I was driving into the office. I saw a donk, a straight-up fucking donk, abandoned on the side of the freeway. Wait, what? what is a donk? Oh, yeah, do you not know I, what a donk is? I just assumed that I, I should know what that was. I thought it was an ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a budonk, a donk. Mm. That is something different. Uh, here I was thinking that donk was a universal term, but apparently I was wrong about that. Nah, dude, that's just you. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, looking at you like, am I the only one? Uh, a donk is typically like a, a 80s or 90s sedan on tires that are far too big for the wheel wells uh, th- so that sometimes it has to be raised. Uh, that is what a donk is. Uh, typically tripped, usually a nice paint job on the thing. Um, but there it was, uh, just like 35 inch tires on a Buick, uh, sitting on the side of the freeway, abandoned, uh, as, as so many vehicles are. They don't do that in California. If a vehicle dies on the freeway, the state of California has tow trucks that will get you off the freeway and at least like put you at a gas station. But not here. Yeah, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is kind of a lame fact, honestly. I, you know, <laughs> inspired by my real life, and my real life is very lame. Yeah, your real <laughs> life is a Midwestern one, and such sad and, <laughs> and and not worthy of storytelling, especially to our noble podcast listeners. Yeah, it is very lame. Anyways, Benedict, uh, mm. you probably know what it is that we do here on this program. Some folks, folks who don't know what a donk is, uh, they might not know. What it is Morgan we knows what we do. She just doesn't know what a donk is. <laughs> and that, yeah, I know what y'all do. I just don't know. What the, uh, like, I thought a donk was an ass. No. So I was no. like, what do you mean? Now you leave it on the side of the road. <laughs> People now leave an asshole on the side of the road. Just, Look, that's a different thing. I drive down the freeway in Missouri. I'm driving down 70. I'm driving down 270. Ass everywhere. Just all over the road. Nothing Wouldn't but ass. <laughs> um... Anyways, but uh, to them I would say, Benedict, this is the show where we go deep, 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 deep mm. to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative nonfiction and in between taking a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make America hate again. Start us off, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? Yes, I do. But one second. We're going to have to change that because we're going to do fiction next. I know. That was a thought that I had the other day. Okay. Uh, anyway, nonfiction course... or fiction. The American oeuvre. The, the conservative <laughs> oeuvre, perhaps. Um, my hot take is that the Trump stuff, whilst not an emergency, is very funny. It is very funny. That is, is very, That is my only funny. hot take. Um, it, like The fact that he is currently in my city and about to be arrested is very funny. I wish they would do. I wish they would do handcuffs, but whatever. It's fine. yeah, it'd be nice. I can get, get past it. It's fine. I got to think this is probably like the first time he's been to New York in like two years. Oh, he did like a flying visit recently, but didn't tell anyone until after he left, so that nobody <laughs> yelled at him. Well, I mean, we've talked about this with him before, but he never. Uh, we talked about this with Morgan when we were talking about the uh, uh, fuck. Uh, what was the name of the book, Morgan? I don't even remember. Uh, oh, the, the Trump romance. MAGA hat romance, yes. MAGA hat romance. That he yeah. never did a rally in a major city. Like, just yeah. hasn't done it. Hasn't been yeah, a thing. Yeah, he always goes outside of whatever major city. Because I remember when he did his rallies in quote-unquote Memphis. 
he was not in the city of Memphis doing yeah. those rallies. Like, like the no, city of Memphis has a convention himself. center. He could have booked, but he didn't. Yeah, he could have booked the Bra- the Bass Pro Shop Pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> now that, that would have won him the 2022 election. Uh, anyway... Um, my, ba- my basic, my basic thinking is it is good that democracies arrest and prosecute their past presidents for doing literal crimes. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not political persecution. I saw, I sent, I sent Kevin an onion headline yesterday that was like Trump complains about political persecution because the law is basically an extension of political power, <laughs> which is like, sure. Yeah, like if you want to go that way, that's Sometimes fine. Yeah, the onion just slaps, man. It Sometimes slap. it does. No, it's good. Um, uh, and yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you, my hot take, Benedict, is just that we should indict more presidents. Oh, Let's, all of them. Just I think get them basically, all. So my other, my other thing is that I think that like when, as one, it has to be judged judged by a jury of one's peers it should just be all the former presidents or the jury (laughs) (laughs) just have bill clinton up there being like i don't know man i don't even i wouldn't have done that the final days of jimmy carter we just wheel him (laughs) out into a courtroom to judge trump which I blame y'all for Jimmy Carter's oh, no. what being in hospice. Because oh. on one of the earlier Alex Jones episodes, y'all said something about, oh, Jimmy Carter, he's still alive. And they're like, oh, he'll probably die. And like the <laughs> next week it happened, I remember. And then the next week he got put in hospice. Like, if I so knew I had that power, I wouldn't have done that. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I love Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter. No, I love Jimmy Carter. Poor, if I knew poor, I had that power, man. I'd abuse it all over the place. I'll tell you that much. Anyway, get Lula. Like, that's not enough for 12. That's only like three or four. Four, right so get like lula in get fucking like all the all the left-wing presidents from around the world <laughs> trudeau of course as we know the the yeah, socialist yeah. from canada oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> have get get whoever's running cuba these days in and put them <laughs> on the jury as well like oh uh, good get stuff on <laughs> yep yep <laughs> uh morgan i know i didn't tell you to prepare for this ahead of time but if you have one and you want to drop it a hot take or a lukewarm take, so, which is the honest truth. I have a hot take is. in that we should have, the, like, the whole arrest process should be live streamed for our yes. entertainment. Because I want to see them fingerprint his little hands, mm. and I want to see a mugshot. And I know people <laughs> are saying, oh, well, if he got released, like, um, he would just fundraise off of it. Which he's going to do anyway. Yeah. Like, let me laugh, damn it. I want to see him be perp-walked. <laughs> I am. Pro- this is making me like rather more bloodthirsty. I'm like, walk his ass. Like, yeah, I don't want anyone else to receive that treatment, but, yeah, but him, but, yes, like, let's yeah, get his yes. ass. I'm like, perp walk his ass. I want to see him get fingerprinted. I want to see the fucking mugshot. Do you think? So here's the thing. I I I don't know if it's true, but I get the sense that he has short arms. I don't know if they would be able to, like, put his arms behind his back. Is that why they're not handcuffing him? I don't Maybe know. Maybe because they, they can't find handcuffs small enough. They'd <laughs> they have can to always get, like, slip away. They'd have to get, like, action man handcuffs. They make from, handcuffs like, for babies? Like that a kid gets from, like, a toy store. <laughs> <laughs> Little plastic handcuffs. and Oh, it's too small. Oh, uh, God. Well, um... Yeah, they could do it like that live PD show. Just strap a bunch of webcams on everybody. Uh, anyways, Benedict, I we're we're so lost this week. Everything is yeah, so upside down. I did not expect any so of this long. to happen. I know it's so strange. Uh, but Benedict, what is on your bookshelf this week? Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> see, I didn't. Prepare. I'm receiving pictures of my cat that are making me laugh. 
Um, can can someone else go first? <laughs> <laughs> Benedict has to look at fascist cat pictures, so he's not no, prepared. No, they're not fascist. Your cat's a fascist. Yeah, no, I know I what you named it. Get over it. Uh, on my bookshelf this week, Benedict, I'll just tell you, uh, another video game to piss you off because you're pissing me off right now. Uh, Railway Empire uh, is a game I have close to 100 hours in. Uh, it has been my go-to time killer. It's just a railroad strategy game where you build railroads and run stuff between them and all that stuff. It's great. I love it. It's a good time. Check it out. That was your time, Benedict. I hope you okay, come up with something fine. by now. Uh, that's fine. I am currently watching uh, K-Drama 39, which is what I will I will recommend to the folks. It is a, a drama of love, loss, and blah, 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 blah. It's great. It's good fun. Love it. There you go. There's my You my, are turning my into bookshelf. Jeremy Jam. You are turning into Jeremy no, Jam. No, I know. It's bad. I'm also <laughs> learning Japanese, so it's a bad time to be me. <laughs> it is a bad time. Uh, Morgan, anything you would like to recommend to uh, the listener instead of the, the garbage we read? So I have been listening to a podcast with Phoebe Judge called Criminal. And it's one of those where it's a short form and they'll be telling you sort of a story. It has interviews and such like that. And you'll think sometimes the story's going to be about one thing. Turns out about a whole other thing. Times. So I, I've i really, really enjoyed that. I always learn something from it. Um, yeah. And other than that, I, I don't know. I feel like a disaster. So um, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I, I, I'm like, what if, what have I been doing? I have no idea. <laughs> been busy <laughs> everyone's uh very very uh very busy out there but uh all why don't we get it on to i'm so scrambled up are you okay you're fucked today do, show, you, right? do you want me to do you it? know the like... fact that the recording we are working i'm just gonna throw the the curtains wide open the fact that the recording uh has stopped three times now uh in the middle of us trying to make this episode uh throwing me off a little bit yeah. uh but housekeeping remember to rate and review us on the itunes Follow us on the social medias at MYGBCPod on Twitter uh, and at MYGBCBen. Uh, and Morgan, what's your handle? I forget what it is. That is Mostring, M-O-S-T-R-I-N-G. There you go. Go and follow us all. We have a couple of new uh, inductees into the spooky world, new world order, bleh, to uh, 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 grant this week. First of all, our newest patron, Elena Nevo. Benedict, you're going to have to help me because I keep wanting to say Nuevo. <laughs> that is not spelled Nuevo. I don't know how to say that. Na- Navo. I'm going to go with Navo and hope I got it right. Elena Navo Edwards, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. Thank you, oh, so very much. And of course, we also have to induct our buddy X from the Utah Outcasts, who went and left us a five star review on the iTunes, which makes Benedict very tingly in his tummy. He it loves does. that. He loves it's the five star nice. reviews. We're uh, above four stars. I think I said that last time. But I'm very excited about that. <laughs> That's so, so X, excited about it. I'll put it on two episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. X, you are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. And of course, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, blah, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommend it to others, send me a screenshot or tag us in it, leave us a five-star review wherever you can, drop me a screenshot to let me know, make a donation to a worthwhile charity, become a patron, or just get my attention with something good. Benedict, with all that out of the way. Up yours, woke moralist. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. I forgot that clip went on. I thought it was done after the first bit. <laughs> Why don't we move um, on? 
I promise the show will get better to all the listeners. We're just really warming up today. We're warming up. We're warming up. So I have some clips of Alex Jones for a second, sure. but I think we're going to leave them for the end because okay. it, it is a short chapter. Uh, so Benedict, what did we read this week? Well, Kevin, thank you for asking. This week we read, is it chapter 10? I think it is, right? Chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Chapter 10. Final, final chapter of our adventure with Alex Jones, in which he says the chapter is called... 10 crazy things the globalists say about themselves and how to fight them, Mm -hmm. which is literally just like a laundry list of all Alex Jones's complaints. That's all that it is. Uh, You're about to learn it's not even Alex Jones's complaints. Well, so I've heard. (laughs) I was saying to Morgan and Kevin when I came on and they were just waxing lyrical, both of them, about all the like minutiae details of Alex Jones. I was like, I do not feel right here. I feel out of place. (laughs) I do not need to be here. I feel I've never felt more like a third wheel in my life. (laughs) You know, uh, Morgan and I are both fans of the Knowledge Fight podcast. Morgan has been on the Knowledge Fight podcast, yep. as a matter of fact. Um, and and their dynamic over there is that Dan knows a lot about Alex Jones. Jordan doesn't know anything about Alex yeah, Jones. Yeah, but Jordan's a comedian and I'm not. Sure. But I was about to point out that our our uh, dynamic over here is that I know a lot about the Knowledge Fight podcast. And <laughs> Benedict knows nothing about the Knowledge Fight podcast. <laughs> Uh, just sort of, a, I think, an analogous uh, uh, way of doing things. Over yeah, here. but they're much funnier than I am. <laughs> also true. I'm not going to argue yeah. with you on that point. That's why they have so many more listeners than we do. But anyways, Benedict, do you have an alternate chapter title? I for do, us this and week? if you don't call the actual chapter, the actual episode, this, I'll be really upset yeah. and disappointed at you. It's the ten crackpot commandments. <laughs> Okay, that is really a good title, because... and I can't see either of your faces because you had to turn video off because of the recording issues, but that is a good title. It's not bad. The problem is I name every episode of a chapter, book, chapter, number. That's, yeah, that's you probably the way shouldn't do that, honestly. It's probably bad for SEO. Uh, don't really care. Don't really care. Uh, I have I have two alternate chapter titles for mm. us this week. Because you uh, didn't have the confidence to write just one and have that be your joke. You no, know, because my mind flows with inspiration. When yeah, we get into but the like pages if you were of... a good editor and comedian, you'd cut it down to one. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, first one, uh, 10 Things I Hate About Jews. <laughs> That's the one. That's yeah. the one. Is that the chapter? Is that what you want the episode to be titled? No, I do not want want oh, no, no. I can't be here. That's <laughs> the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that could cause a no. few problems. Uh, the the other one I have is Alec Jones's ghostwriter gets a ghostwriter. No, you should have stuck with the first one. The first one was the first one is the the chapter title. Yeah, it was. I just have this is the weirdest BuzzFeed listicle I've ever read, <laughs> <laughs> or written, or heard of. Who take the New World Order test and find out which type of globalist you are today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hint, they're all the same. <laughs> oh my god. Hint, they're all Jewish. Uh, <laughs> so, this cha- this chapter, as Benedict said, is the final chapter of the book, and boy has it been a ride up to this point. It's also very short, and it is also almost entirely lifted from another article uh, that we will talk about in a well, moment. Well, well, just before, but what's most confusing to me is like only half of it actually refers to anything he's written about in the book. <laughs> There's yeah. like five points in there that are just like new for the first time raised in this chapter, which now makes sense because you're telling me it's essentially plagiarized. 
oh, but like yeah. f- five of these look back at previous chapters and then he just ignores like half of the chapters that he's written like it's very odd it, it's it is very strange there's a bunch of stuff in here uh that we have heard of before throughout this book it's just a rehash of something even if it's not like the point of a chapter it's just like one detail he's brought up that's being rehashed so those are in this list uh but let me read for you the beginning here and then we will talk for a moment about where this comes from and the chapter begins quote i think it's important to stress that in this book i have relied primarily on the writings of klaus schwab and other globalists like yuval noah harari to justify my opinions (laughs) you may not agree with my conclusions but i have shown my work as maya angelou said (laughs) And that's the point where I, I blurt laughed. I blurt laughed for you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when somebody shows you who they are, you should believe them the first time. And then, in a parenthetical, weirdly, it says, I am greatly indebted to Vigilant Citizen for publishing an article listing these crazy claims on News Wars. Are you uh, going to tell me that Vigilant Citizen is a, a known alias for a known neo-Nazi? Because that would not surprise me. <laughs> Actually, Benedict, I'm going to basically tell you just that. Okay. Um, that makes sense. So first off, uh, Morgan knows this. Benedict might be able to figure it out. News Wars is just a mirror site of InfoWars. It's just everything that gets, co- gets posted to InfoWars gets posted to News Wars. They're, they're, they're both the same thing. They're just okay. because people know what InfoWars is. And Google has, like, figured out, hey, that's a shit site. Let's not recommend that to people. Alex creates two dozen different URLs and tries to trick the system. And in some cases, he's successful at that. Because some people just don't realize that News Wars is part of the InfoWars family. Yeah, and also it lends a little bit more, um, I I guess, credibility in a way. Because if he said, oh, they published this on InfoWars, people would be like, isn't that your company? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> Many thanks to my man, Jalex Owens, for publishing this on <laughs> <Yeah>. warsinfo.com. <laughs> but you know what? Every book we've ever done uh, that has endnotes, when I go and look in the endnotes, I see constant self-reference. Uh, Mark Levin was constantly citing to his own previous books. Glenn Beck citing to his own website, The Blaze, right? Stuff like that. Alex Jones, of course, throughout this fucking book, has been citing to shitty sources, uh, has been citing to sources that he owns, all that sort of stuff. So none of that is surprising. But the, the slight attempt at... You're right, it does seem like he's trying to make it seem uh, more reputable uh, by not disclosing the relationship to him. but And more reputable by because these aren't even made by InfoWars or Alex himself. This comes from, uh, which I believe it's just a republishing that they did on News Wars, but it comes from Zero Hedge. Well, mm. that we're going to talk about this right now because this Ooh. is a rabbit hole I went down for a little while and this oh, yeah. chapter is very short, so we need content. Uh, Vigilant <laughs> Citizen. Uh, is the pseudonym of an anonymous writer on the internet uh, who runs the website thevigilantcitizen.com. Actually, it's not the, it's just vigilantcitizen.com. And let me just tell you, if you go to their homepage right now and you start reading through the the articles, uh, you will, for example, uh, come across the article, Aaron Carter's mother posted pictures of her son's death scene to prove that he was possibly killed. I had forgotten Aaron great. Carter was dead until I saw that. That's not right. <laughs> um, uh, next one I see. The 2023 Grammys, host of the Sam Smith Satanic Ritual. 
right okay. next to that. Kelsey Ballerini was at the Country Music Awards just last <laughs> night. Do you think they would have a take on you that? You know what? I have not refreshed this website since last night, so okay. they're very well maybe, or uh, I'm just, here's a guess. Uh, this website is run by one person who just doesn't have the time to be covering things as they happen. Um, next to that, uh, the Sam Smith one, uh, Grimes and Bella Porch star in Dolls, a video that pushes insidious agendas to kids. <laughs> The majority of this site is this guy finding satanic rituals in music videos. That's what this vigilant citizen well, site is. Because that's is. where we hide them. It, oh, of course. Of course that's what we Symbolism do. Symbolism will be our downfall. <laughs> I mean, right next to that, Charlie XCX and her story about selling her soul for fame. Next to that, Taylor Hawkins' death and its disturbing links with his band's movie, Studio 666. Next to that, the powerful symbolism in Sweetest Pie by Megan Thee Stallion and Dua Lipa. Great. This guy combs through modern music videos to find what he thinks is satanic symbolism. And Sweetest Pie came out a minute ago, too. Well, that one was published a year ago, but this guy, he's not the most prolific publisher out there, so there's some old stuff up on the main page. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I could, like, this one, Kanye literally confirmed that his mother was sacrificed. That's the the one I was going to next, Benedict. That is the one I was going to next. Really buried the lead there. Yeah, because on the article, which is currently pinned near the top of the homepage, uh, 2022 review, when conspiracy theories, which are in scare quotes, turned into obvious realities, uh, is, I think, a good rundown of what this guy really believes, um, mainly because there's an angry uh, uh, looking picture of Dave Grohl um, in there, and nobody, nobody thinks Dave Grohl is a bad guy. So if this guy thinks Dave Grohl is a bad guy, this guy's a psycho. Uh, but let me just run through what he says are the conspiracies that turned into obvious realities in 2022 for you. I think it it, it gives you a little bit of uh, information. So first is Taylor Hawkins and Studio 666, that one, uh, which he's, I guess, saying was, was predicting Taylor Hawkins' death. Uh, next one, Drinking Blood. That's that's the headline. <laughs> just it. that? Just it? What, what did Drinking that predict? Blood. Well, let me tell you. Uh, underneath the video that's right there, it says, Megan Fox casually says that she drinks blood in rituals. Yeah, Apparently, Megan Fox is weird, but that's fine. Like, Yeah. <laughs> she's allowed to do that because she's hot. And, yeah, that's... And, sure. That's how the rules work. I don't make the rules. Uh, also, she was in a movie rules. where she did a lot of fought robots right? so, i remember no, she no, fought jennifer's robots. body cult classic jennifer's body <laughs> yeah she was in a like she was a creepy camp horror girl the, yeah. the only yeah. megan fox movie i can remember is the first transformers movie that's the no, only one not, that's she did after not eat transformer blocks that's <laughs> 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 like transmission fluid <laughs> yeah she just biting metal she's just going around biting cars being like i will feast uh, below that is just the headline Anne Hesh, it, and it, this guy apparently thinks that she was murdered. That's that's apparently what he thinks is going on there. Uh, there's one about uh, Alfred, an Alfred Kinsey statue, and this guy, of course, calls Kinsey a pedophile. Blah blah blah. Uh, symbolic birthday party. Doja Cat's birthday party was Illuminati garbage. Is the line underneath that? Right. And then. Kanye's revelations. And I will I will tell you that this was posted December 21st, 2022. This is Ooh. after all of the revelations about Kanye. 
This uh, is presumably because he was trying to be like, shit, I gotta find something that's not the main thing to talk mm, about. Well, this, this guy interview. says about it, For years I've been writing about celebrities having to sacrifice a loved one to attain a higher level in the industry. I've also written about handlers controlling celebrities in extreme ways. While these claims were regarded as crazy conspiracy theories by many, Kanye West just said in unequivocal terms, My mama was sacrificed. <laughs> and... If the, the last one on there, of course, is Balenciaga. It just says Balenciaga because, of course, there was the Pizzagate-style conspiracy theory about Balenciaga that came out last year, and this guy's all about it. But, Benedict, you Okay, that mentioned... genuinely was weird, though, again. Like, the Balenciaga thing was kind of sure, weird. But that's sure, sure. You mentioned uh, Nazis, and, of course, yeah. of course, um, I, I mentioned that you're basically correct. Now... I would point to piece of evidence number one that this guy has an approving uh, comment about Kanye West at the end of December 2022. Um, should be a pretty clear sign of what's going on here. But I will also point to another article that is posted on The Vigilant Citizen, which is titled BBC's Disinfo Piece mm. Bilderberg Mystery Why Do People Believe in Cabals? And this okay. one says, quote, Due to the exposure brought by alternative media, the Bilderberg Group stopped enjoying the media blackout it's once had. David Rockefeller said during the 1991 Bilderberg meeting held in Baden, Germany, We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subjected to the lights of publicity during those years. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. Uh, if, in case you didn't know, this this never happened. This is not a real quote. This guy is making up fantasy fairy tales. Uh, I shouldn't have to tell you that. But he, it continues, this supposed quote from David Rockefeller. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practiced in past centuries. And then this is returning to the author of Vigilant Citizen saying, Now the cat is out of the bag. Mass media have no choice but to report these meetings, which, after all, include the world's most powerful businessmen, politicians, and intellectuals. However, instead of accurately reporting the activities of the event, i.e. the attendees, the topics discussed, etc., the only articles referring to the meeting are condescending, borderline insulting disinfo pieces such as this one from the BBC. The overall tone of the article screams out non-objective propaganda. <laughs> okay, as opposed to your homepage, dude, relax. Mm. And then he says, some of the article's features. One, repeated use of the term conspiracy theorist. Two, associating people who question the Bilderberg with terrorist groups such as the Hamas. Three, <laughs> Hamas. repeated use of the term anti-Semitism. Okay. <clears throat> I think okay. we've hit some pay dirt there. Four, associating people who questioned with a Bilderberg with... He keeps using the before everything. What the fuck? With David Icke's reptilian shapeshifters. <laughs> so, Benedict, at least you can be glad he's not on the David Icke tip, but he is an anti And I'll tell you, no, I also looked through I this website. I wish he was on the David... People are so much more interesting when they think David Icke is right about things. Yeah. This is just For... another boring neo-Nazi. <laughs> Well, if you, for example, search for the word Zionist on this website, you get some not-so-happy results. <clears throat> uh, so this guy, Vigilant Citizen, is a weird, creepy, anti-Semite conspiracy theorist 
who is all about Bilderberg and the Masons and blah, 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 all this sorts of bullshit. But, so Alex says that that guy published this article on News Wars. So best I can tell, just looking at things, the article in question was actually originally posted onto Vigilant Citizen's own website first. That appears to be where it went first. Next, it appears to have been republished on Zero Hedge, which we've talked about Zero Hedge a bit in the past. It's just a garbage blog where people can post anonymous conspiracy theories. That's all Zero Hedge is. Well, it's um, employees of theirs. They um, recently unmasked, um, uh, or at least an ex-employee came forward and said... um, and revealed who the two people who run the blog are. What? Tyler Durden? Uh, and it's actually not Ty- Well, they almost whoa, whoa, whoa. every You're single telling article- me that the articles that are said to be published by Tyler Durden are not published by Tyler Durden? No, not a Fight Club character. Um, the people who run the blog are actually um, Daniel Evangisky and Tim Backshall. So, um, Holy shit, Club- I know the name Tim Backshall, but I don't know where from. Well, he's a far-right libertarian um, finance guy. Call me absolutely shocked (laughs) that that's that dude's background. Yeah, and Daniel Evangisky also was a... um, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he started out as one of those libertarian Austrian economics blogs. That's Mm -hmm. actually how Zero Hedge started out. Mm -hmm. And then they went into this... um, They started going more and more into politics, far-right content, conspiracy theories, that kind of thing. are you telling and me Von Mises is a gateway drug <laughs> to the far right? <laughs> well, also, not. his father w- w- runs a Bulgarian far right blog, which, among other things, portrays COVID as a Western Zionist act of bioterrorism. Ah. So the wow. Nazism was, you know, yeah. Yeah. Was was genetic as it turned what, out? What, well, it's there, you know. It's it's the it's definitely there. And actually, there was an article. Um, Zero Hedge comes up in the Sandy Hook um, things because um, yep. Alex loves saying, "Oh, well, I just you know looked up this up on Zero Hedge." Um, because there's an article on Zero Hedge that stated a Sandy Hook parent did not actually hold their dead child in his arms and that he was lying. Yeah, um, right. But before Alex covered that, it that article had only, you know, single digit views, they believe. Also, in February last year, it was found that Zero Hedge had amplified Russian propaganda, which makes sense because they are very, very pro Putin. Mm-hmm. And um, what I will note, though, is these agencies never said, oh, Zero Hedge are working with Russian spies, you know, but they put out a statement that basically said, we have never worked with Russian spies. And it was a very big, your t-shirt that says you never worked with Russian spies to spread disinfo has me asking a lot of questions that you believe are answered by your shirt. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And so, you know, Zero Hedge belongs to a sort of small family of weird, wacko right-wing conspiracy websites like Gateway Pundit, right? I would put Gateway Pundit and Zero Hedge basically in the same basket. They they publish absolute garbage. Uh, I think Zero Hedge is probably worse than Gateway Pundit, honestly, mm, but yeah. Maybe a tiny bit because, uh, just because they do everything anonymously, so they don't even care... Even, you know, at least Jim Hoff's name is put on the Gateway Pundit, and he... he <laughs> Is worried to some. He fired Jacob Wool after it became too obvious that he was full of shit. So yeah, uh, you're probably the Drudge right. Report too. Yeah, well, Drudge is in that. Drudge hardly ever does any of his own work, so I don't know if he really qualifies in the same sort of category 
But I get why, yeah, I, I think there is this niche area of right-wing weirdo libertarian websites that do all this sort of weird stuff. Uh, but anyways, was it Gateway Pundit or what? I think it was Gateway Pundit that they did the episode of uh, The West Wing on with the Daughters of Jihad or whatever it was that was based on a real thing that Gateway Pundit did where it just came, you know took a joke that somebody had said and ran it as real. I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but so I anyways. have never seen The West Wing. <laughs> Look, I like me a good walk and talk. I've been over this many times. I Yes, the politics of that show are awful, but it's a good show. It's an entertaining show. The characters are good. It's well-written. Uh, at me. At me on Twitter. Uh, but anyways, so first, like I said, Vigilant Citizen, then apparently Zero Hedge, finally posted on to InfoWars. And I've looked through all three versions of the story, and they appear to have changed each time it was posted. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's because of editors fixing the many issues with the story or because each outlet it was posted on uh determined that they wanted a different version of this story but either way alex has basically for the final chapter of this book farmed out all of the work to this anonymous person named vigilant citizen and they did not do good work on that so why don't we finally get into the list 40 minutes into this recording? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea. I don't know we're going to have a huge amount of time for the videos. Uh, so the first one, uh, it says here, is, quote, The first crazy thing the globalists say is that they're penetrating world governments. Hey, now. <laughs> and this one, I'm like, uh, is that even crazy? Because, I mean, yes, if you take Alex's context for it, maybe. But if you take the words that Alex quotes from other people for it, it's like, oh, that's not crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, well, it's kind of, it, it basically, it's like being like, oh, like all these people that did the model UN through the UN yeah. uh, now in world government. <laughs> like, yeah, because they showed an interest in that at a young age, and that's why they've become politicians, because nobody else becomes politicians than weird people that are self-obsessed. Yeah. People want influence? I know. What? Power and influence in this day and age. So all it is is uh, this author pointing out that Klaus Schwab has said that a lot of former young global leaders of the World Economic Forum are now in the cabinets of various world leaders. So that's yeah, penetrating governments. <laughs> it's, uh, and there's also, I will point out one other thing that appears in there. He makes the claim, Alex makes the claim, uh, actually, it originated with Vigilant Citizen. Uh, but this is what it says. It says, quote, In a 2010 World Economic Forum report titled Global Redesign, Schwab argued that a globalized world is best managed by a, quote, this is now supposedly a quote from that WEF report, self-selected coalition of multinational corporations, governments, including through the UN system, and select civil society organizations, CSOs. Would it surprise either of you learned that that text does not appear anywhere in that World Economic Forum report? Uh, and in fact, the only appearance of the phrase multinational corporations, it appears three times, uh, but none of them are in the context that Alex is saying it's in. But one of them is in a section entitled Enhancing Global Security under the subheading 21st Century Security Challenges, and it reads, quote, New non-state actors, multinational corporations, international and national non-governmental organizations, organized crime, and terrorist cells may topple the international chessboard. The post-Cold World Order is fragile and subject to rupture. Not the glowing recommendation to have the world run by multinational corporations that Alex is apparently trying to portray it as. No. 
It's, <laughs> it's not good. It's not good when it takes me all of, you know, a single control F to find them bullshitting. It's it's just yeah, never it's good. Yeah, it's also like I'm just I'm not clear on like <laughs> I don't know what kind of government Alex wants because he keeps saying by the people for the people. Fascist. But like, what does that fascist mean? Government. In he wants a fascist government. Th- yeah. Was that yeah, unclear he, that he, he wants, wants fascism? Uh, white supremacy, weird theocracy, fascism. Yeah. But his kind, yeah. yeah. That's that's what he wants. Does Alex want to be king? Is that what? Is that- <laughs> you know what? He doesn't want to be king. He does not. He wants to be court jester. Uh, <laughs> he would have been very happy if the January sixth insurrection had succeeded. And he just got to stay on his radio show, and Donald Trump took out bloodthirsty vengeance on Alex's perceived enemies. Alex would have been incredibly happy with that scenario. That's that's what he wanted. That he is... would have been happy with that, but also uh, he was fine with it not succeeding. I feel like because this uh, the the system that we have has allowed him to make a lot of money. Oh yes, oh yes, a lot of money. A Despite what he money. says. Filing for bankruptcy does not mean you're bankrupt. Mm, and I was going to ask you, we'll get to that at the end of the episode, maybe. We'll, we'll circle back to the bankruptcy, because, of, co- of course, you've been covering the bankruptcy, uh, uh, doing some great work there. So we'll All circle back trials. to that at the end, because <laughs> I am <laughs> unable to follow everything that's going on with the bankruptcy, and I very much would like to know. Uh, but the next one, the next one there, is the sec quote. The second crazy thing the globalists believe is that they might one day use sound waves to control the behavior of okay. people. This one was so out of left field that I did, I did like, you know what, you know, have you seen that video of Patrick Stewart doing like a, this is how you do like a single take. This is how you do like a double take. This yeah. is how you do a true. I did a quintuple take. On this. <laughs> I was like, like, I made myself dizzy with the amount of It is, head to be fair, I did. not what anyone expected. Nobody expected that to be the next thing. I can honestly say I had no idea what was coming. I don't recall us ever hearing about that throughout no. this book at any point. It's no, just, you can't oh, just no. bring up mind control waves at the end of your book. Like that, that's not that should not be allowed. And no, no you have to front load mind control waves. Well, Those have to also, come at the beginning. You know that John Mulaney bit on SNL where he's like he's going through like the amendments and he's like this seems to get to like the the soldiers staying in your house one. He's like this seems like maybe a personal thing for you that you maybe shouldn't have included in this list. <laughs> yes. Um. So this is all like look. I my commitment to following up on all these bullshit claims is strong today. Uh, and Benedict, you should be praising me because I actually looked into this one. Um, and as it turns out, <clears throat> uh, they're lying again. Who would have been surprised? <laughs> uh, so there was uh, a topic at the 2018 World Economic Forum uh, about mind control using sound waves. Uh, and of course, there was uh, an opinion piece that was published on this. And yeah, the that's just- the thing. Whenever it's based on an opinion piece, my brain goes, oh, well, that's a lie then. And that's, uh, you know. Well, the gist of the opinion piece is, you know, this technology could happen in the future, could be dangerous, so, you know, let's keep an eye on it. That's that's the general gist That's of all it. this ever is. It's yeah. like, hey, it's, that's the, that was what the Yuval Noah Harari thing was. Yeah. Like, I, Morgan, I don't know if you've read Yuval Noah Harari, but it's, it was, it's literally him being like, we should keep an eye on this. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it- you mean it's not telling people to be um, eternal cyborgs through COVID nineteen vaccines? Yes, and hoping that it will uh, sell lines cyborgs, with nanotechnology. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no. Um, this one is just 
again, it's so weird. And also, when when Alex talked about this on his show, he did not describe him as sound waves. He said it was waves from 5G. Ooh. Uh, so okay. I'm interested to know if this ghostwriter was like, hey, let's not put in, like, 5G because, you know, 5G makes you sound, you know, a little bit crazier than maybe we want to appear in this book. Well, let me tell you that uh, here's a difference between Alex's version and the version of the article that was posted on Zero Hedge. So in Zero Hedge, uh, there is a mention of 6G technology. Um, 6G? 6G. 6G technology. Yeah. Yeah. 6G. It's in there. Uh-huh. It's not under this one. It's under the, the cell phone in your body one. Um, but Alex, of course, doesn't bring that up, uh, in the book, but it is, it is there, uh, on the, uh, the one, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, yeah, but he, yeah, he brings up the 5G, um, separately when he addresses this, when he's just talking about this article on his show, kind of going through the talking points. Like I noticed that he added some things that the zero hedge, you know, didn't go into. And he also took out some things that they did. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, he was a little selective because some of the zero hedge, some of the vigilant citizen stuff was a bit wackier than I think Alex wanted to be in his book. Or not his pretends flavor. to be reasonable. Yeah, yeah it's it the wasn't wrong his flavor, flavor of, of wackiness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Um, so this uh, Alex says about this opinion piece quote. The speaker came to the conclusion that nothing could stop this technology from being developed, but that it should be brought under the control of a benevolent organization like the World Economic Forum to make sure it isn't misused. Um, I will tell you that, of course, I am looking at that article in question right now. There is no mention of this being under the control of the World Economic Forum. Uh, the article, the guy who wrote the article uh, does say it needs to be regulated and name drops the EU and says that the EU does a good job of regulating. Well, it's another supranational organization, Kevin, and I'm right. the same at the end of the day. Like the World Economic Forum, of course. Uh, third one, third one, quote, The third crazy thing the globalists have said is that one day you'll take pills containing microchips. <laughs> like in the vaccine which this whole story that he tells about or his basis for why he's saying this um actually spun off two conspiracy theories oh fun so, tell us do you remember when people were saying like bill gates was putting microchips in the vaccine M- morgan yep. that, I, I hate <laughs> to tell you people are still saying that <laughs> Well, they're still saying it, but I've chosen to believe <laughs> that perhaps they have moved on. Um, They'll never on. move on. I hate to uh, tell let you me about have the worst some people on the internet. No. Let me have some hope as a treat. <laughs> they have not moved on since the 30s at least, so... Several reasons why that is. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so it spun off that conspiracy theory that Bill Gates was putting uh, microchips in the vaccine, and then this other one that... Alex has, which I also kind of love the um, the Zero Hedge ver- version of this, which just said, pills with microchips, think of the implications. <laughs> and it's like their imagination kind of just stopped, you know? Think of the children. Why? Yeah. But then, so Alex kind of has to um, zhuzh it up. And on his show, he talks about how um, this is, they're going to use this... Um, so that the government knows that you're taking the pills that the government wants you to take. Mm, happy pills, of course. Which, yeah, I mean, that that being the implication, you could also say, like, any kind of COVID, you know, 
preventative or whatever. Yeah. You um, know, there, there is imagining. actually a grain of truth to this one. And the grain of mm-hmm. truth is that a guy from the insurance industry, uh, Pfizer, the CEO of Pfizer, mentioned the possibility of this being a thing of the future once. That's the well, it actually truth. is. Um, there is one that the FDA did approve, right. but it is a pill for schizophrenia um, patients and for certain bipolar patients. Mm-hmm. And it's Abilify. I think it's called Abilify My Site. But basically, you take Shut the medicine and it connects to an app. You're, you wear a patch and it connects to an app on your phone and it lets you know about the ingestion. Like, have you completely inject, you know, have you completely absorbed the medication essentially? So it really lets you monitor, you know, how effective your medication is. Do you need to go up? Do you need to go, you know, down? They really and missed also, the boat there. It should be Abilify Chrome. It should always be Chrome. Oh my God. No, the Abilify Chrome. That's yeah. what they're drinking. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know what the fucked up thing about this is? Like, despite all the potential this has for governments, you know what it would be used for in America? exactly what they say the insurance thing that's kind of fucked up increasing insurance payments yeah Yeah, that's exactly it i'd be like well you didn't take your medicine at the right time of day so we're gonna have to charge you a premium on the next set of pills because like that's exactly what this is it's not even fucking governments it's yeah that is the fucked up thing is that alex has identified here something that could have a troubling effect in the future (laughs) and rather than ascribing it to its actual cause which is the horrors of capitalism. Um, <laughs> he ascribes it to the boogeyman of the World Economic Forum. Like this, yeah. the, the example he gives is this Pfizer CEO said that insurance companies would know the medicines the patients should take. They do take them. It is fascinating what happens in this field. And that that is kind of horrifying. I don't want that to ever happen. That would be yeah, very I bad. I don't want the government to know if I remember to take my statin tonight. Well, it's not even like, the government. Yeah, but it doesn't, go, it doesn't go to the government, though. No, it's no, like I, a portal no, that's what I'm like saying. A, patient and then it um and then also there's a portal that caregivers and doctors can access but from how i read how i read it it has to be you know the patient has to give permission yeah Yeah. but you know what would happen is they would go oh get a discount if you take all your pills at 10 p.m and then people sign up for it and then it's like oh well you didn't so fuck you premiums were going up and it's the sort of thing where this is free market capitalism baby that's how it works but to alex no this this is uh, it's not cap capitalism. Of course, we ha- we know has no problems. There's nothing wrong with capitalism. This is this is all about the globalists. That's what it all really is. Yeah, and again, it's like what this whole thing is. It's like, well, there are pros and cons to technological advancement. Yeah. Normally, like privacy being, concerns. Yeah, the pros here being, you know, doctors can monitor to make sure that you are on, you know the medication that you're on and see if it is effective and see if you need to go up or down or if you're having problems with it or whatnot. And that's literally the only data it tracks. Like it doesn't track where you are or like, which being, of course, I think is the implication here as well. But being kind of vague and letting, you know, the reader kind of develop their own conspiracy theory. Microchips. Moving on to the next one. The the pros being doctors can see that. The cons being so can insurance companies. Yes. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Fourth thing. Quote, the fourth crazy thing the globalists do is praise the massive COVID lockdowns. Uh... This one's just dumb. It's just dumb. Kind of, yeah. D- did a bad tweet once. Is did a bad the, tweet. Like... <laughs> That's true. And I remember when they deleted that tweet because it was a whole thing on the internet. And who really cares? Uh, they were just like, hey, the everything's quieter now that everyone's locked down. And everyone was like, hey, that kind of sucks. Maybe don't tweet that. And they're like, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> 
You're Next right. one. I'll delete it from my Swiss palace. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Quote, the fifth crazy thing the globalists say is that they want to make the COVID-19 lockdowns permanent. Uh, not true. So this one is based on wow. a... Shocking. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you've all seen them, but the World Economic Forum puts out short videos that are sort of in the same vein as those like uh, uh, insider videos where they're they're silent, but they just have text over yeah. sometimes random background video of whatever's going on. Um, and this one was just a video about how things are going to change, how COVID has changed the way that we our world is going forward. Uh, and the the video Kevin, made just just one second before you, before you go into like I think this one might be worth reading out in full because never has a body text less matched the headline. <laughs> okay, I'll than read this. It. Yes. So, so they want to make the COVID nineteen lockdowns permanent. Um, yeah. The body text says, "Quote." In a video released from August 17th, 2021, they detail all the permanent changes COVID-19 is going to bring to our lives, such as permanent masking, Purell dispensers being a ubiquitous part of your daily life. And Ew, you don't wash your hands? Yeah, That's what dude, I said. I'm like, you nasty? <laughs> and children being stuck permanently at home, being schooled through their computer screens. In the video, they highlighted yet another cutting-edge technology. Quote, NASA has invented a system that can ID you from your heartbeat using a laser. Why is that in there? <laughs> because that's what the Vigilant Citizen Guide chose to focus on. Because there was nothing other than innocuous bullshit in that video. That's what he yes. decided to focus on. Also, the Zero Head article, they, they did it throw in the... Um the lasers and oh no purell dispensers yep like even the same hand size has their brand name but then they also talk about qr codes which i find <laughs> again i think that they probably the ghostwriter was like well i can't start ranting about qr codes because that's just people are just gonna be like why the fuck do you care about that i like, think alex has occasionally used a qr code to take people to his donations page so maybe he oh so he doesn't want to like piece. yeah say qr codes but also it was a weird Oh, oh, yeah, Vigilant Citizen thinks QR person. codes are the mark of the beast. I should be clear on that. Vigilant Citizen very clearly thinks that QR codes are a demonic symbol. Okay. That's that's just something you should be aware of. So that video that that is based on, uh, it has five points. Uh, the points are, one, uh, COVID, after COVID, uh, offices will be reimagined because people can work remotely, go to sort of hybrid working, blah, blah, blah. Uh, two, 15-minute uh, spaces will be more popular because, you know, people are near home more often. Mm. Walking 15 minutes is not a big deal. Three, uh, ghost kitchens will be more prevalent. Cool. That one's kind of sucks, but also probably a good prediction for what's going to happen. Uh, four is the identified by your heartbeat thing, which was based on, uh, you know, you're wearing a mask. Sometimes your phone can't tell what your, your face is and stuff like that. Uh, and five was change the way that children learn. Uh, and it didn't say that children are going to be stuck at home. It brought up like hybrid learning as a possibility. And people could go to work, uh, go to school some days of the week and stay home and learn remotely some days of the week. That's what all that is based on. So the thing they had in there is just absolute crazy bullshit. We have to do an episode on 15-minute cities at some point. I don't understand why people are so mad about it. I honestly don't. Well, because they think it's like camps. 
They're like, they think you won't be allowed to go more than 15 minutes from your house. You know what? I should oh have guessed God. that that was the case. I really yeah, should have it's guessed like the, that was the, what it it's was. a self, it's a government imposed bubble that you won't be able to drive oh more than 15 minutes away from where you live. Mm, that explains a lot. That yep. explains a lot. Uh, next one, quote, the sixth crazy thing the globalists do is crow their undisguised delight that the COVID-19 crisis might allow them to speed up their plans of the Great Reset. Um, the only to thing be of fair, relevance, they did kind of do that. Sure, sure. But as we've learned throughout this entire book, the Great Reset does not mean what Alex says That's it true. Means. Yeah, you do not by any means have to hand it to him. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Um, the one thing from this section that was relevant, uh, that was funny to me, is that there's this video uh, from 2021 from the World Economic Forum. Um, and they show in that video, as Alex says a tombstone with the words capitalism, R.I.P. 2020 on it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Alex, of course, and the writer Vigilant Citizen do not mention the audio that plays over that moment, uh, which is an individual saying, quote, capitalism as we know it is dead. Obsession of maximizing profits for shareholders alone has led to incredible inequality and global emergency. So as we know it being the operative phrase there, uh, Alex is full of shit and is vigilant citizen. It's just, at this point, I was like, man, I'm really upset that Alex didn't end this book off in a way more, because so many times Benedict and I have been reading these books. We get to the last chapter and the last chapter is either, um, the plan is fascism as in the case of Dinesh D'Souza mm. or, uh, Glenn Beck or not, well, Glenn Beck. Yeah. He was sort of on the fascism tip, uh, or other authors who are like just openly, yeah, let's politically persecute our enemies, uh, arrest Hunter Biden and, and all this sort of stuff and, uh, political prosecutions, all that bullshit. Um, and other ones are just like, buy 20 copies of my book, give it to all your friends. And we didn't get either of those from Alex. And I was very upset. <laughs> well, what confused me in this section too, was he talks about how, ooh, there's a tombstone with the words capitalism, RIP 2020. But then he says, the globalists are looking to kill classic capitalism and replace it with crony capitalism. Mm. And I'm like, but I thought you just said capitalism was going to die. You know, yeah. in, in 20 years, they're going to bring back capitalism classic. In a fake mustache. They're just going to weekend a Bernie's <laughs> capitalism. Oh my God, like <laughs> they did with Mr. Peanut. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that peanut thing. I don't understand some baby, uh, baby peanut crony capitalism. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird moment, wasn't it? That yep. got our God, attention. that was. I don't know why I thought of that. I haven't thought about that probably <laughs> since, since it happened. It. Yeah. 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 Uh, fun. The next one, quote, the seventh crazy thing the globalists want to do is get rid of freedom of speech, which they define as the recalibration of speech. And this is one that we got earlier in this book. This is that Australian, mm -hmm. uh, I forget what her position is, uh, but she was just talking about, hey, we need to learn to balance these things online. You, uh, you know, freedom of speech versus your free your freedom online to be free from harassment was mm -hmm. the gist of what she had said. Uh, so, Which is a fair argument to have. It fair. is. And then the... Um and then the Zero Hedge article goes as far as to say, online violence isn't real. Yeah, yeah, and that was great. And both, then both, um, both of them say um, here, Alex and the Zero, the Vigilant Citizen, 
here say that, you know, oh, well, it's a binary. You either have free speech or you don't. And it's just like no room for any kind of conversation or VFX of, you know, um, violent speech having on other people's speech, you know, and none of that kind of I think for a lot of people like Alex, um, they're incapable of understanding things that exist along a spectrum or with mm, more or than two categories. Yeah. <laughs> no nuance. Next one. Quote, the eighth crazy thing the globalists say is that the World Economic Forum wants to put chips in your clothing. And this that is, is not Fitbit. referring to me dropping ruffles down the front of my shirt. It's a Fitbit. <laughs> it, no, it's not even a Fitbit. It is not no. even a Fitbit. That's how sad this has been. It's not even a Fitbit. You know what this is? It's a QR code sewn into the label oh, of okay. shirts so that when manufacturers get them back, they know what they're made out of and they can recycle them easier. That's what it is. Yeah, and also because the European Union might do some legislation on if, you know, these clothes end up in landfills and such, being mm-hmm. able to trace who is responsible for that, because especially in a lot of high-end fashion, like, they would rather burn their clothes rather than, you know, sell them at a discount. Yeah. So they want to kind of curb that pollution and waste. And also, it's so you can authenticate. That way you know, hey, the Birkin bag I'm buying is a real Birkin bag Mm. and not a knockoff. That's smart. We should do that. And also, there's um, there's a there's several startups that are trying to get you know Wait. fashion companies to yeah that's all you know, this is buy into that. Hold on, stuff. Are, are, so are you telling me that. these are real world NFTs, Morgan? Is that what this is? <laughs> oh my god, no, <laughs> no, uh, it's at least a thing. Line goes down. Line at least I can down. use that purse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, that's great. So this entire thing is based off of a, a World Economic Forum video, which is just. It begins with, this startup is trying to do this. It's just one of those kind of videos. And all it's not chips. Alex says they're chips, but they're not chips. Um, they, they're called digital passports, is what the video calls them. And like I said, it's just a QR code that is a label sewn onto the clothing. Um, inside, where the normal label would be, like inside the, the neck of the shirt or whatever, uh, and it would allow them to be tracked for these recycling purposes and stuff like that. It's very, very dumb. Very, very dumb. Uh, next one, quote, the ninth crazy things the globalists say is that the World Economic Forum is promoting the possibility of implanting smartphones in your body by 2030. Not only is that so grammatically fucked right there, crazy thing globalists say is that the world economic forum is promoting what the fuck are you talking about uh but this is just boiled down to hey somebody said they might be implanting phones at some point like you know like uh you see in all the science fiction so it's just like they're in your retina or whatever the case might be uh that's all it boils down to but we got a a call back to you all know harari where alex says quote This feeds into the interest by the World Economic Forum for transhumanism, or as Yuval Noah Harari stated, making you an eternally young cyborg, sexless and non-breeding. Which is my favorite out-of-context Harari tweet that Alex did. No sex, please, we're robots. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just so clear that Alex either hears things or reads things about you know of course that are written by these conspiracy theorists and doesn't like he's too dumb i guess or and also doesn't care and Mm. likes to twist things into his narrative but he loves to he just he doesn't understand it yeah 
you know, so a lot of his, I feel like a lot of his early, like you can see where he builds his, these conspiracy theories based on the fact that he simply just does not understand things. You know, I go back and forth on a lot of the, and this happens, of course, with, with some all of the it is malicious. A lot yeah. of it is malicious as well. Uh, it, it happens with all the writers we're, that we do where we have to fall down on one side of the spectrum of either um, they believe what they're saying, in which case they're fucking crazy, or they know they're lying and they're actively promoting bullshit to suit their ends. And with Alex, I think it is much more evenly split on the he believes it versus he uh, knows he's lying side, depending on the particular issue. Because I think Alex believes that there's a conspiracy. I I think he believes that. He's been saying it for 30-something years or whatever, right? So I think he does believe his conspiracy bullshit. But does he think that Yuval Noah Harari wants to make you a, a sexless cyborg? No, he doesn't because he quoted from that book. And if he had looked at the page where he took his quotes from, he would know that that's not what Harari was actually saying with that. But that's work. Passage. And he does not like doing that. So True. True. <laughs> that there's that, but I think that it's a mix for some, some people. I think that several people, it is more of a mix of lying and, um, believing and i think it's part of how i don't know if you've ever heard the phrase lying for jesus Mm -hmm. you know it's like i'm exaggerating and lying but it's because i'm trying to you know hype up whatever it is i'm selling you right oh man i'm trying to convince you we we got if you come back to the compound which is totally not a compound it's not a compound uh, it's you know it's on this former site of waco but it's not a compound uh we have cake um but there's never any cake but they saved your soul, so it's okay. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's how it works. Hashtag the cake is nuts. a lie has a new meaning now. <laughs> and that brings us to the final one, the 10th, which is, quote, the 10th crazy thing the globalists do is how freely they state that in the future you will own nothing and be happy. And that's where I got depressed that he ended on one of the most blatant lies of the it's entire also like, book. Yeah, one of the most boring bits of the book. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it. I think he had to in a way. And, you know, obviously the Vigilant Citizen article ends with that. But the reason why the Vigilant Citizen article ends with that is most likely because this is one of Alex's biggest heuristics that he got, one of his talking points, one of his um, uh, things that he goes to in his mind when he needs just anything. Alex has said so many times in a fake Klaus Schwab accent, because Klaus Schwab is, as far as I can find, never said these words, because that's not what happened here. Uh, You will have nothing and you would be happy. So many times Alex goes to that. um, And it's just so transparent how bullshit this is. Um, And even including the fact that in this little section of the chapter here, Alex claims that this is from two different occurrences, so he claims that first Ida Aachen, a member of the parliament in Denmark, said this, and then there was the World Economic Forum article about it. The reality is Ida Aachen wrote that piece for the World Economic Forum. It's one thing. That's where this came from. It is. Yeah, and I saw even a bunch of people on the left that were like sharing this again this year. Yeah. And I was like, and I just wanted to be like, oh my God, you dumb fucks. Like, you wouldn't, again, you wouldn't fucking recognize fascist talking points that punch <laughs> you in the face. But, like, they were like, ooh, they just want to make a permanent rental class or whatever. And I'm like, he's not saying this is, like, cool and good. 
Yeah. Uh, you're right. You're 100 right. This was from like eight views of the future or something like that, and not yeah. all of them were positive. Yeah, it's just futurism. Like that's like saying um, Asimov wanted killer robots. You know, like like <laughs> oh, fucking no, no, Morgan, read Morgan. He did. <laughs> God, um, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> no, no but you're it, thinking I mean, of Heinlein, it, Ben. Right. But you're I mean, thinking we, of Heinlein. We we see it a lot of the time in these books that it's like it's they take diagnostic writing and try and frame it as prognostic or even wanting wanting those things. Yeah. So they'll be they'll take a writer who's observing a phenomenon phenomenon and then go they must be for all these things and it's like no that's not how writing or even observation works. But that's not how fine. anything Do you? works. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just lazy, but. We are now uh, towards the end here. We are, are towards the final page. The last uh, paragraph of this section of, of the 10th uh, item is, quote, And there we have it, the ultimate outcome of the plan of the globalists. We will have a visible split between the slaves and the free people. The elite will struggle to give all the benefits to the members of their city and try to starve those who live outside the city. Now we know what happens to the dissidents. They will be exiled, kept from the city, and forced into a digital gulag. I think you should have called the book Digital Gulag. That would have been a better title. Would have been better. Would have been a What's much the Solzhenitsyn title. book called? What's the uh, Solzhenitsyn was... Uh, fuck, I don't... Uh, 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 Why am I blanking on it? I can't I mean, remember. it's Gulag Archipelago, but it's one of them. I think that's what you're thinking of. The digital sure gulag archipelago. Or one there we go. The one that would have been great. That would have been a better title. That would have been a much better Wait, title. Wait, is the digital gulag in the metaverse? Yes. Ooh, the digital gulag is an NFT. Uh, okay. 1,000 NFT collection. <laughs> you know what? If we just told them these were all NFTs, they would fucking love it. <laughs> Like, if we were just like, yeah, this is an NFT thing, they'd be like, oh, cool. Can I have one? And then that would be it. They'd, you know what? We should have a on digital NFTs gulag. So yeah, then they'd the all show. volunteer to be in the digital gulag. <laughs> if Elon Musk bought the digital gulag, they would all flock to it. I don't know why we've been shitting on NFTs so much this episode, but it does deserve it. NFTs do deserve it. And if anyone hasn't seen uh, Line Goes Up, the documentary about NFTs and cryptocurrency, uh, by Dan Olson. Go check it out. Like that's it's it's a fucking banger of a documentary. Fucking FTS. I don't know why we keep bringing them up. Uh, but we are now on to the final page and a half of the entire book. And I just decided at this point I'm basically going to read the entire page and a half. Um, and you two can interrupt me with commentary wherever you see fit. Okay. And it is quote. How do we fight back against this darkness? We don't. We're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> By bringing their plans into the light, and this is where it becomes more clear what he means, shed light on their lies when you see them. Write a letter to the editor. Call up talk radio shows. There it is. That's, <laughs> listen to my show. Listen to my show is what he wants. That's what he really wants. And use your online abilities to make your voice heard. So become an internet troll. The Gospel of John gives me comfort when it says, The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome. A basic observation about how light works is comforting, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Continuing. It really is that simple. When we shite the... <laughs> when, when we, we shite, shite the line. When we shite the line. <laughs> that's a, that's what Donald Trump wanted us to do with COVID, right? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no. 
<laughs> when we shined the light on the darkness, and the darkness has not... In the dark... Oh, where am I? When we shine the light on darkness, the darkness cannot fight back. It can only retreat. In this book, I hope I've been shining a powerful light on this globalist darkness. Mmm, so globalist has a dark aspect to it now, huh? Mm. Yeah, pointy-headed Alex. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it is what they fear. I think when one reads their writings, it becomes crystal clear how much they fear the public. It is why they lie to you. For more than a century, the globalists have been afraid to tell you the truth. As their plans materialize, do you think the common people are simply going to say, Wow, I'm glad you didn't tell me all this before, but now that it's here, I love it! The reason they didn't tell you about their plans is they knew you would hate it. And I mean, wait, I thought they were constantly symbolizing yeah. what their plans yeah. were. They signal it all the time, every day. In fact, there's a live stream where they're just like, "These are our plans <laughs> for the next three years." But um, also, I noticed that um, Alex didn't go into this because I think it would have been just, I don't know, kind of a non sequitur. But on the Zero Hedge article, they were like, "See, all these comments on these YouTube videos of a World Economic Forum have all these comments, so people hate them. Yet they keep <laughs> producing comments, content, and it's like, yeah, well, I also hate Alex's content, and yet here he is. <laughs> he is. And uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, because the only people commenting on the YouTube videos are weirdos. Uh, that I can't argue with that." I can't argue with that. Well, the, I mean, the the other thing also, yes, and anyone that comments on anything online uh, on yes, YouTube, yes, don't videos, comment, don't comment. Yeah. Period. Well, unless you're engaging with this podcast specifically, <laughs> um, in which case we love you and yeah, keep commenting. But people hate progress generally. Like, if anyone tells anyone their plans or me specific, maybe it's just me, but I'm like, that sucks. Don't do that. And then you know, <laughs> people hate change. Yeah course uh, but then when it comes people are like oh actually this is quite nice so you know maybe that is the plan maybe maybe the real great reset was the friends we made along the way <laughs> maybe that's the case i do want to point out there though uh, uh morgan brought up that yeah they're but alex has said a billion times they're not hiding this they're just telling you it right these that and that he's gone back and forth the entire book between they're hiding it versus they're doing it all out in the open he can't make up his mind because of course as we've said uh Alex is unable, because there are no facts to support any of this bullshit, he has to claim that words being said by people mean something else other than what they mean, and that's the entire basis of his conspiracy theory. So it has to be simultaneously entirely out in the open and entirely hidden at the same time. It's a whole crock of shit, it doesn't matter. Also, it has this um, ability for him to sort of say, oh, well, this is why I'm saying these things, mm -hmm. but also I'm the only one with the knowledge to be able to tell you. Right, because Alex is the interpreter. He has, someone has to be able to interpret what they're saying. (laughs) He's paving the way. (laughs) Paving the way for the true messiah. (laughs) When I was uh, looking into Vigilant Citizen earlier, I ran across another article that I didn't read to you from, uh, but it was entirely about, uh, there was like a bunch in there about the Rosicrucians and how part of the strategy is to reveal piece by piece to you their plans so that they gain your uh, implied consent over time and all this shit. And it's just, it, it's a common thing with these conspiracy theorists where, well, they, you know, either whether because it's like some sort of magic bullshit, like lesser magic or whatever, but they have to tell you what they're doing. Otherwise, they won't be able to do it. It's that same line of bullshit. But continuing on, quote, The reason they didn't tell people about their plans is they knew you would hate it. 
However, when they spring the truth on people, they'll still hate it just as much as if they've been told all along. That was where I left off. We are in a war for the future of the world. An information war, as a matter of fact. The globalists want an anti-human future in which they will capture control of our species and direct the future of human development. But that's not a future that people want. They want a future of freedom, where scientific discoveries liberate them to be so much more than they ever could be when they were focused on mere survival or dealing with the ravages of disease. But he hates advancements in science. That's what this, this whole thing has been. It's weird. Whenever where he spans the line, science, he gets scared. It's weird where he crosses the line between Luddite and guy who spends every day sitting in front of dozens of computer and TV screens. It's it's. I wonder where that line is drawn with him. I don't really know. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Continuing, when I say we are all children of God, I mean it from the viewpoint that each one of us has our individual truth, and we seek to live according to that truth. That's very Th- postmodern of Alex. I yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Alex is not say. allowed to use that phrasing. He is yeah, not. We all have to. our own truths. Okay, Alex, go off, King. That's all this is. Alex is living his truth, and his truth is that he didn't say the things that he absolutely 100% did say about the Sandy Hook uh, massacre. Continuing, when a person is calm and their needs are met, something Alex has never experienced, (laughs) they are concerned about the greater human family. Science can serve as a handmaiden of humanity's development, but it makes a poor master, which is exactly what the globalists seek to bring about. He doesn't want people to have their needs met. He thinks that's communism. And also caring about the greater human family, he think they all think is communism. Well, you know, if you just got rid of all the regulation and the and the the free food oh and the the housing, then people's needs would be met. You know, that's how it works. Haven't you read your von Mises recently? Are you unfamiliar? <laughs> I've only listened to the rap. The concept? Greatest rap battle of all oh, time. God. If you haven't heard it, if you haven't heard it, you need to go back and find that episode where we did the Mises versus Marx rap battle. Greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, final couple sentences of this book. The globalists are destined to fail. Benedict? What? Catchphrase? Line break. It is God's will. Line break. We were created to be the masters of our own fate. Line break. These are Alex's affirmations. <laughs> Alex looking at himself in the Go mirror in the morning. <laughs> the he looks in the mirror every morning and says these things as yep. he's getting redder yep. and redder. We only need to choose that path and it will open up before us. End of The Great Reset by Alex Jones. Ooh, Dolly. Well, good thing fighting them is so simple. <laughs> I mean... Uh, that's why Alex has to be on thousands of dollars worth of blood pressure pressure medication every month. It's because it, oh it's so God. simple. It's as simple as taking uh, Super Male Vitality twice a day, uh, available for $69.99 uh, on or alexjonesinfowars.com.store. Uh, one or... of my favorite one, things that came out of one of the Sandy Hook trials was their supplement Instahard. <laughs> Which I was like, ew, <laughs> don't call it that. You know, supplement, <laughs> supplement names shouldn't be on the nose. I think that's what we can all agree <laughs> on. They need to have a little bit of artful tact to them. It uh, also makes me think of a very upsetting Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> that is an OnlyFans, not an Instagram. Uh, but so we are now at the end of it. Um, 
I did not think that we would be able to spend that much time going through that last couple of pages there. But we're here, uh, and I do have this clip ready to go. So okay. I have why don't for, we... I have time for one. Benedict and I are going... We're going to do a debrief on the book uh, next time. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll go into it in more detail. But why don't we just end it off? You know, we didn't get our clip today. Why don't we okay. just enjoy uh, me being as lazy as Alex was with this chapter and simply choosing the most recent Media Matters video about Alex Jones to play for you today, which is exactly what I did. And here he is from the, I believe, 24th of last month is when this was. But yes, we have a weaponized legal system. Yes, there's incredible corruption. And yes, we should take our country back by the decisions we make, by the way we vote, by being on juries, grand juries. Wait, pause it. By lawsuits. Mm -hmm. This is before the indictment, right? Uh, yes, it would have been. Okay. It would have been. It was It was during that time period when, you know, Trump was saying he was going to be indicted, but well, it hadn't been Because there was a time when he said he was going to be, and then he was like, actually, this grand jury is great. They're never going to do it. And then right. the next day they were like, right. actually, yeah, we are. It's the 24th, <laughs> so it was, what is that, like last Monday? Maybe it was uh, Friday, two, two Yeah, Fridays the grand ago? jury had great comedic timing. Oh, oh A plus. Yeah. Super. Oh, yeah. A plus. Absolutely. Lawsuits. Uh, by civil disobedience, and if they're ever trying to take us to death camps or forced injection camps, which they're normalizing now, we don't stop that global UN movement under their UN treaty they're trying to ram through right now. There are no there UN will treaties. come a day where, unfortunately, we have to defend ourselves and our bodily autonomy from this Nazi Operation 5.0. Did I mention that this entire clip is stochastic terrorism? Did I mention that the, part? What was it Nazi Operation 4.0? Yeah, uh, I was like, I think we missed a few. Sesame um, Street, in, Benedict. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. In between. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I noticed he also said lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lawsuits. Yeah, he always ties it into himself. <laughs> and all of his shit is pathetic. Lawsuits. Oh, I love it when he does that. I really do. And that's what I said. Because people are angry. This country's a tinderbox. I don't believe violence is the way to go. We need to exhaust every avenue first. We're having major impact peacefully in the idea of, 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 of culture. We're killing the false ideas of the Great Reset, the New World Order, and the left. We're winning hearts and minds, not just here but around the world. Globalism is in deep trouble. Its only hope is to have violence as a smokescreen for clampdown and to legitimize the censorship and controls they've already put in. So... I, I just want to point out that this entire book that we've just read, um, Alex has spent saying that the globalists are attacking you and your family, that they are trying to put you in a digital gulag, that they are censoring you, that they are giving you poisonous, deadly vaccines. But he's now, when he's in a place where he has to actually say it, saying, oh, you know, no violence unless it comes to it. That's what the yeah yes. where that line is is kind of you know you know they're very very fluid it seems you don't well, attack unless attacked first of course we've been being attacked for the last two hundred years and also but, yeah so it's subjective also yeah. I mean he's saying it, it's not just calling for violence it's but it's it's calling to escalate the violence once it starts right because he's saying yeah. like if there's any violence there will be clampdowns so you need to push back against the clampdowns yep yep. That's what he's saying. And I think anybody who has half a brain 
can look at the lay of the land and the political climate and say that randomly storming buildings, randomly shooting police officers is not just not effective, it's horrible and it's wrong. The way he put randomly in there. Yeah, randomly <laughs> as opposed to, I don't know, targeted? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's doing a lot of lifting in that. that, that <laughs> you can find your Ad globalist list. target list or $59.99 at InfoWarsStore.com. <laughs> we have an occupied government by globalist. The government is not the enemy. Is it out of control? Is it too big? Absolutely. But it lets the globalists get away with what they're doing if we just say it's the government. That's why Klaus Schwab and the CFR and the UN brag that they've occupied our governments, our governments are getting the blame for all the tyranny, then they can sit back like the saviors. If See, I did initially pick this video because uh, it, I was lazy and it was the most recent one on Media Matters and I didn't want to go to Band.Video and look at any of his shit. But also, it conveniently did overlap with what we were talking about today in a lot of ways. The Davos Group and the UN and the big corporations running it and that's now coming out in hearings all over the world, not just in our Congress. If it comes out, there's a corporate coup with their agents in our governments. The WEF is the best example of that, the Davos Group. Then we can remove through voting and lawsuits and civil and criminal action through the criminal courts, the operatives of Spectre, of chaos, Sorry. of the New World Order. Pause it. Is yep. Spectre the James Bond organization, or is that a different thing that he talks about? Yes, the James Bond. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Alan so he thinks Unstavro Blofeld is Clash <laughs> Like that's the. That's yeah, basically, the... basically. He does I... have a lot of conspiracies about British intelligence <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. Most of those Second conspiracies thing. are derived from old anti-Semitic ones, of course. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah. Order. <laughs> um, I wait, wait, wait. B before you go, I. I I don't know if we ever talked about this on the air, but I texted you the the WF is hiring for like a VP of communications. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can I can apply. That shit pays like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. What? I am gonna apply. It, it would fucking have to. Honestly, you know what, Jesus though? Christ! You know what? Then we would not be able to say that this show was not shilling for the WEF. Uh, oh yeah, I, through, I don't think they connection. would hire someone like me though. <laughs> You should try, honestly. Be like, I have. You know what? I you can use this grounding. podcast as part of your, your credentials. Look, I've gone on and defended the WEM before. Look at this. People shit. might say about you. Yeah, yeah for real. And how do you have that grounding? Do you have a PhD or nope. something? Be no, like, no, I'm just unhinged. I'm just, I'm, I'm just brain poisoned and unhinged, and I've decided to study weirdos. <laughs> This is a lot bigger than what Trump's been saying. It, it's, it's, it's about the whole battlefield being 95% psychological and about truth versus lies and that violence must be resorted to if we fail. Mm. Hmm. Again, it just comes down to when do you define that they've failed? Yeah, which again is very subjective and allowing the listener to decide when that point is. But then when something does happen, he can point to this and say, oh, well, I told them to be peaceful. Uh, yeah, and I think that's that's a deliberate strategy. Uh, yeah, maybe not deliberate, is. but uh, something Alex has practiced over years, building himself an escape hatch, where, look, uh, look, I, I said no violence unless it becomes necessary, and uh, we haven't failed. This So this guy couldn't be inspired by me in InfoWars, even though he's commenting all over my website and 
his, the FBI pulling his hard drive found that he had downloaded the entire uh, band dot video catalog onto 20 terabyte hard drives. But, but of course, it had nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. Well, in that case, it's primed to be, you know, oh, it's a government operation. Oh, it's a false flag. Uh, you know. Always. Always a false it, flag. Like, his audience is already primed to even say that. Like, I remember um, with the Nashville shooting, that was actually the narrative that was happening before we knew any details was, oh, it's a false flag. It's a default for them. It's just a default. Yeah, it's a knee. It's, yeah, it's a knee jerk, which just shows, you know, how great the damage that Alex has done with his lies have yep. been. Because now, family, whenever you know you don't just have to deal with being somebody that was a victim in a mass tragedy or having a loved one who was a victim in one of these um mass shootings but you have to deal with weirdos who were saying that your relative wasn't real yep that what happened to you isn't what actually happened you know, it's just it's so dark you know thanks to the sandy hook families i don't think alex does as much of that explicit they are actors anymore <laughs> but uh, what he does still isn't any better, I don't think, you know? Uh, it's just, it's never, it's never going to be good. He's never going to be the good guy. No. And, and then we should be having a large discussion about what that violence would be. Oh, cool. So we're planning oh, violence yeah. on the air now. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I, uh, did I uh, bury the lead when I yeah, paused I the video yeah, last yeah. time? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Have. That I we're just gonna have. brainstorm up some. <laughs> who's, who's? It's <laughs> like the, the your name will also go on the list. <laughs> Pull up the chairs, everybody. All right, we got it. We got it. Let's start with a. Everybody uh, has a two picks. Every boy, well, look, look, look. We need an icebreaker first. I'm going to a desert island. I can bring two things. What will you bring? Uh, <laughs> Which two would you kill? You murder. And who will you murder? <laughs> Rules of engagement. Because the globalists are killing us with GMO and 5G and poison shots, and there is an undeclared silent war that's now in the open. But you have to that you can't say all these words together and not claim you're calling for violence. You yeah. just said you they are killing us with 5G and vaccines. There's a silent can't say war going on. Undeclared silent war that's now in the open because that is literally an oxymoron. But yeah, I was like, that does not track at all. It's just God, it's such horseshit. You have to identify who the enemy is, how they're attacking you first, if you're going to have a discussion about then counterstrikes. Alex claims to have identified who the globalists are and how they're attacking. He so, just won't tell you to, until you subscribe to InfoWars Plus. Is that the... <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God. Has he I given up on... That'd actually be kind of brilliant if he did that. Has he given up on his extra podcast thing yet? His uh, bonus oh, unconnected thing? Oh, so that got thing? shut down because mm. um, here's what happened. Uh, the... So the Sandy Hook families, the creditors, found out that he had this Alex Jones Live thing. And so they asked his bankruptcy lawyer, hey, what's going on with that? And at one of the bankruptcy court hearings, his attorney went ahead, um, and this was Vicki Driver. She disclosed that he was making this podcast and taking, you know, had a website and was taking donations for it and, um, or the subscript doing the subscription yep. model that he was doing with the Alex Jones live thing. And she said, no more episodes will be produced. <laughs> uh, because I think that he even did this behind the back of his attorney. Oh, that's great. Which that's so is great. so, which is great. Which again, like, yeah, it's. Uh, all right. We've got about 30 seconds left of this video. Uh, and then we can wrap it up. 
Uh, it's been a, a, a good way to end off this book, I think. Let's see how Alex ends off this terrible video. So this is big boy talk here. This isn't, oh, talk. we ought to get violent. Oh, we ought to do something. Oh, we ought to just randomly march a million people somewhere and then have it hijacked and turn into a giant fiasco. Like into, I don't know, a, a big building in downtown D.C. Just yeah. uh, randomly. We're winning culturally, politically, spiritually. The enemy's throwing everything they've got at us and they're failing. Okay, apart from anything so else, they're so not winning culturally or really politically. <laughs> Joe Biden is president. No, but yeah. we, we've talked about a bunch how these people have to portray themselves as winning, but the But at MSM the same time, whine about you know. losing all the time. Yeah, and also have to portray themselves as a majority. Right, When right. really, a bunch, like, I feel like a lot of the, um, you know, as, as unhinged and more unhinged as a right becomes, I feel like more moderate people are getting, are looking at them and increasingly just looking at him going look at these bunch of freaks you know <laughs> like i feel like that's a that's an underrated strategy i saw that um senator kelly the senator from arizona um the astronaut kind of used that when he was running against that absolute weirdo i was like yes that's an underrated strategy just point to your opponent and be like look at this freak yeah absolutely he cares about weird stuff that doesn't matter <laughs> that's right i was simply saying trump should have added the proviso peaceful demonstration he didn't the media misrepresented what i said about trump to make it look like i was breaking with him on that issue that's it okay that's where we end awesome that's that's alex Ugh. he's so deeply dumb oh, disturbed dark disturbed. <laughs> deeply dumb and duplicitous yeah but that is the end of our review of the great reset by Alex Jones uh, uh, and Alex Jones's ghostwriter um, and the guy that Alex Jones's ghostwriter stole content from, of course. Uh, but Morgan, thank you so much for coming. This is this is the way I wanted to end off this book. You, as I've said many times, you're our favorite guest on this show. Uh, we have so much fun whenever oh. you're on. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find more of you if they want to? Well, you can find me on Twitter, as I said. That's at Mostring, M-O-S-T-R-I-N-G. And you can also find my Substack. Um, it's substack.morganstringer. And the name of the Substack, I've just renamed it to Hot Dockets. And that's where <laughs> I discuss uh, pop culture a lot. I talk a little bit about Alex and disinfo in the law, because unfortunately that's, you know, a part that is a double entendre made for beat. lawyers. Are that you, is made for lawyers because hot docs, hot docs is. Are something. you allowed to mm. do the jingle, or will that you get sued by hot pockets? <laughs> hot pockets. I, I I would like to do it, but I I can't decide if I want it to be very high production or if I want it to be the lowest production <laughs> the lowest, possible. Lowest production possible. You you need to have Chat GPT do a uh, uh, deep fake of Jim Gaffigan doing hot pockets, but make it hot dockets. That's the Ooh. level that you need. That's really what it needs to be. And then Alex can say his enemies are using artificial intelligence against him. At least we're using some kind of intelligence. I mean, yeah, like it's um, we'll see what happens with these cases right now. You know, things are going in the bankruptcy, so I don't have any actual trial trials to, you know, talk about as far as with Alex goes. But I also talk about other trials and happenings that people are talking about, whether that be in the political or just, you know, things like the Gwyneth Paltrow ski trial, which, you know, 
was also bonkers. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, um, it, it's a good time over there. So um, I'm hoping to do that. I'm still doing that, the Substack, and I'm hoping to have a podcast out probably this summer. Cool. Awesome. So awesome. With that. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode, the patron on the episode, shoutouts on the show, and I forgot how this goes, more fun more. stuff. More. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Elena, who is bad at funny names. I love it when Jordan yells out, thank you very much. I'm sorry, NYGBC, the KF backlog is nuts. Little Flick. Flackweasel, Kieran Dackler. Join us next week when our guest will be J.K. Rowling. Henry <laughs> Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Paws, A Restless Native, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Stevan, Sharkbelly, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacraw, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver. Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen and Cindy Dimmick, Taru Takanen, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up! Goodbye. Goodbye. Club Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.